Hi, and welcome to episode 205 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on a nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working right outside Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal, which is soon. I'm I'm actually really thinking about dinner right now. I'm starving. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family here in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. And Kate, you're right. This week we are recording right before dinner. Mm. (laughs) It's right (laughs) on our minds. Our goal with this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. And like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, and everywhere on the World Wide Web. We have all these recipes, tips, our smorgasbord, which is at the end of the episode, and a shopping list on our website at dinnersisters.com. All right, Kate, this week's recipes were a beefy sour cream noodle bake from the Pioneer Woman, cauliflower walnut vegetarian taco meat by Pinch of Yum, and sheet pan broccoli and chorizo salad with tortilla chip gremolata by Emily C. on Food 52. There's It's, it's quite the variety, I feel yeah. like, on this show. Real you grab bag. It's all kind of grab it's true. And, you know, I, we, I've got friends and family all over the country and I'm in education. And so I feel like I am keeping track of all these like rolling starts to the school year. I mean, your kids, Betsy, started in Atlanta, started several weeks ago. Rhode Island is gearing up, which is where I just used to live. Wisconsin will start after Labor Day. I'm sure all of our listeners are starting other times. And if you're listening outside the U.S., I'm sure you've got some other schedules. So it doesn't matter if you're in the middle of school year or if you're just starting Um, we all need some meals that are just easy to make, fill up hungry tummies, including my own. And I think we have three recipes this week that'll do just that. Yeah, it is nice to have some simple recipes that you haven't tried before. I think a lot of us where we get into kind of a cooking rut Mm. is with our simple recipes, right? Because that's not where you're necessarily putting a lot of effort into expanding (laughs) (laughs) your skills or or trying new things. Uh, So it's kind of fun to have an episode around this because maybe um, maybe one or two of these recipes will grab your your attention and Mm -hmm. try it out. Yeah, and I think this next recipe is really one of those. It's a beefy sour cream noodle bake from the Pioneer Woman. And if I think about comfort food, the Pioneer Woman is at the top of the list. She definitely cooks for families and has recipes that are accessible and really not too complicated, which is not that they don't taste good, but they're just not going to be something that's going to take you hours and hours to put together. And so this is one of those things. It's a layered casserole with egg noodles that are mixed with cottage cheese, sour cream, and green onions. And then in between is a layer of ground beef and tomatoes topped with cheddar cheese and baked until bubbly. It's creamy, it's hearty, and it really hits the spot on a busy or cool fall day. The temperature drops, which it actually did around here once. It's very odd. (laughs) So to make it, you brown a pound and a half of ground beef and then add in a can of tomato sauce. You simmer that so it comes together and then you set it aside. Meanwhile, you're boiling some egg noodles, drain those, and add to a medium bowl with some cottage cheese, sour cream, and sliced green onion. And you just add a lot of black pepper and mix it up really well. And then you kind of layer it. So you add the noodles to your dish, layer of meat, shredded cheddar cheese, say that three times fast, and then more noodles, a last layer of meat, and then the last of that cheddar cheese on top. You're baking it for 25 minutes until the cheese is melted and bubbly, Re suggests serving this with bread, like a nice crusty loaf, which I was like, that is uh-huh. <laughs> carb-tastic. 
but I, I'm here for it. Um, I also think a salad wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Betsy, how'd you like this? I mean, we liked this. I don't make too many of these kind of like nine by 13 hearty mm-hmm. casseroles. And when I do, I make a tuna casserole. That's like okay my, my version of this, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we all liked this and I... And and we did. I did get requests for mm. you know making it again, which is okay. good. Ooh. So I might alternate this with my tuna casseroles, which go in. You know, every once in a while, change. when we're in yeah. the mood, uh, we can we can put this in here. But you know, that's like things my family likes to eat are in mm-hmm. here. This is this was not surprising to me that they really <laughs> liked this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I halved this recipe. First of all. Mm-hmm. Went great. Fantastic. Um, I also um, made this and then kept it in the fridge overnight. And so I didn't bake it. Sorry. I just assembled it, kept it in the fridge overnight, and then baked it. I went to a friend's house for lunch. And Mm. so he and I had it for lunch that day, which was perfect. It was like kind of cold. It wasn't like it was cold for Atlanta. Let's be really clear here. That's probably like, 81. Yeah. It's probably 81. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of cooler out and, and and it was delicious. But like, <laughs> you know, it's, it takes, it's, it's a heavy, it's a heavier meal. Um, but it was so nice to just have it made and then have it for, you know, dinner or lunch I could see, which is exactly why I thought this would be such a good recipe for back to school. Because you can put it together. These are a list of things that a lot of families like. Um, mm-hmm. and there was a suggestion that if you have like the, the ground meat substitute and your family's vegetarian, this would be something that actually would go really well with that kind of like, like ground beef crumbles, yes. you know, the TVP kind of stuff or the, the soy crumbles. This mm-hmm. would actually work really well with that. And I think that's a great idea. So, you know, honestly, five out of five, Brie hits it out of the park again. It is exactly what you think it's going to be. Um, and it was really delicious. Yeah, I'm also giving this a five out of five. I just think anytime you are going to the Pioneer Woman, mm. you are already, you just need to have it in your head that you're going to be making some like sour cream, cheese, stick of butter, right. Velveeta mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and embrace it. And embrace it. Because <laughs> you know what? Every once in a while, that is pretty darn good. So mm-hmm. for that kind of cooking, she does that really well, and uh, and her recipes are always solid. So totally liked yeah. this one. It's it's going to be uh, it's like my my tuna casserole swap. If you need a new casserole, yeah, I would suggest it. All right, next recipe up is the cauliflower walnut vegetarian taco meat by Pinch of Yum. Yeah. So on the other end of the spectrum. Is <laughs> a yeah, completely yeah. vegetarian <laughs> meal by Pigeon Yum. Um, there are, I, was, I really was into this idea of a burrito for some reason okay. for this episode. And so I kind of went down this ve- vegan vegetarian burrito rabbit hole, which is not great everywhere. Not, not good kids. I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, just some things that seem really boring, honestly. Okay. All right. You know, it's like they're like, put beans in a burrito. I was like, is this, are you really? <laughs> Give me something here. Help Everyone knows that. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I wanted something a little different. And I found this from Pinch of Yum. And I was like, well, why didn't I just start with them? So what this is, is it's um, cauliflower and walnuts that have been pulsed up together with like, taco seasoning um, to make like a kind of replacement taco meat kind of situation. So to make it, it's exactly what it's what I just said. You just 
pulse two cups of walnuts with three cups of cauliflower in a food processor and a couple chipotle chipotle peppers, the kind that come in the sauce, along with chili powder, cumin, and salt. And then you dump the whole thing once it's all been mixed up and it's kind of the approximate texture of taco meat onto a sheet pan. And you bake that at 375 for 30 minutes, mixing it about halfway through. And that's it. Now you've got all this taco meat to make a vegetarian or vegan burrito or a burrito bowl or tacos or whatever you decide to make with it. So there you go. Betsy, how how did you like this? How'd this go? So it worked, which Mm -hmm. is good. Uh, We liked it. And, you know, it was better than that. We've done a couple of these, like, replacement um, Mm. ideas, right? Or not a couple, but we did that tofu one kind of recently. Yes. Right? Yes, yes, yes. And so I felt like this had more of a texture and a hardiness to it Mm -hmm. than the tofu did. But I like now that we've got that tofu one. I've got this cauliflower and walnut one. I have mm-hmm. refried beans, black beans. Like if I want to do a meatless taco night, yeah, I feel like I'm set. And I do, I will say. So I saw your little note to put some taco flavoring in there. Yeah. Definitely did that because when it said chili oh. powder, cumin, and salt, I was like, oh, I'm just getting the old El Paso out here and like <laughs> <laughs> sprinkling that on the top. Uh, so mine was very taco flavored and delicious. Uh, so if anyone's wondering, that <laughs> works. And uh, we use what I really like, I've been getting a lot lately, are the little street, the corn street tacos. Oh, nice. Nice. And so we just make little, like little handheld tacos. And because we are, uh, you know, we just, and just had toppings with that. So just nice. the. Um, Do you have your you bag know, shredded, of shredded, shredded cheese? I sure did. Pulled that out on the counter and Mm -hmm. the filling. (laughs) If I'm going to be honest, I also made like a pound of ground beef filling with this because I just didn't know. So fair. Fair. Two different options. In our family, you could do two different options. (laughs) Uh, And it was good. It was fun because people like to try it. And then, um, you know, people liked it. It was good. What did you think? So, uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. I did want the taco seasoning. I'm, I'm not going to lie. So um, I was a little jealous of, of your situation. I only have a mini food processor because I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't know what my problem yeah. is. Um, so I made this in batches, which was fine. Like totally yeah. worked. Just That's I what ground, I did too. I, yeah. yeah. I ground the walnuts and then I ground the wall the cauliflower and then just mixed up in a big bowl. I was super into burritos, as I said earlier. So I definitely made the burrito. Um, it makes like, I would say like a quart because I have those like quart takeout containers. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I filled one of those up and was like, oh, okay, that's great. And then I kind of held it for a couple days because I didn't have time to make the burrito. Made the burrito, was delicious. And I'm like, oh, I could freeze the rest of this. So I popped mm. that in the freezer. She does have directions for that. So this is another recipe that I do think it doesn't save you time if you make it the night that you're busy. Don't do yeah. that. It's but a little if fussy. You, it's a little fussy, but if you've got this in a quart container in the fridge or in the freezer, now you have vegetarian taco stuff. Like, yeah, you're good to go. So I think that's kind of what the the time saving piece is. Um, so I'm excited actually to have a little taco stuff every so often. I love a little burrito bowl, you know. So yeah. I mean, it's not ground beef. Let's be very clear. This does mm-hmm. taste like kind of meaty like cauliflowery you can kind of i mean you know what you're eating right this is the whole thing with all these replacements is that i always Mm. have to tell people like 
it's this is not magic. We are not wizards here. It doesn't just turn into something else. Right. Which sometimes the blogs would like you to think that. Right. They're like, and then you're gonna be so amazed. It'll be the best ever. And I'm like, right. I mean, I'm not so amazed. I can tell this is cauliflower and walnuts, but I am fine eating this. Right. So, but I'm digging it. But yeah, <laughs> yes. but like I'm yeah. cool with it. Like I made some yeah. black beans to go along with it, and it ended up being this like delicious layered burrito as opposed mm-hmm. to just a bean burrito. Right. You know, which yes. I liked. Which I yeah. liked. So this is a four to five for me. I only said that because I wanted taco seasoning. Um, and I don't have a, a canister of old El Paso in my house. And now I'm regretting that decision. Yeah, I, that was actually not my idea. That was uh, a Ryan's special request at the grocery store. Oh. Because he was like, we have all these spices, but we don't have like a taco, like a good old fashioned taco <laughs> mix. And I was like, all right. Um, wow. Does not want to um, blend his own uh, with, the, <laughs> with the spices. Well, so I mean, we have it in... You know what? It's useful. I use it all the time now, and I, it's a welcome addition to my kitchen. Uh, yes, I will say one last thing is that Pinch of Yum has – Lindsay writes a lot of these type of recipes where they're like vegan, healthy-ish things. So if you're mm-hmm. looking for very approachable vegan vegetarian dinner options, definitely visit that site. And she's a solid, like rock-solid recipe writer. Like yeah. you're, you're, you're just not – you may not care for something – but her directions are, are always 100%. Yeah. All right, Kate. Last recipe this week is a sheet pan broccoli and chorizo salad with tortilla chip gremolata by Emily C. on Food 52. Tell us about this one. <laughs> so I, I will admit I went off the rails on this one. Um, yeah. I wanted a sheet pan dinner. And I was like, this sounds good. And I don't think I read the directions well enough because this is a lot – of moving parts. <laughs> so <laughs> I would say yeah. this is a back to school dinner if you're, you've got a little time. Anyway, let me explain what the recipe is. Um, this is a roasted broccoli with chunks of Mexican chorizo, the, the, the soft kind. And you roast them together, the broccoli and the chorizo, and then you top it with all sorts of like almost nacho toppings. So olive, cheese, radishes, cilantro, not to mention crushed tortilla chips. So there's like a lot going on with this sheet pan mm-hmm. meal. Um, so to make it, you heat an oven to 425 degrees. You put a parchment parchment in your sheet pan. And then you put that in the oven while it preheats to heat up the oven so that you brown the chorizo. You pull that pan out, put chunks of chorizo all over the sheet pan. And then you roast it for about five minutes until the chorizo browns and kind of renders its fat a little bit. And then you add in broccoli... And then you toss that um, to coat the broccoli with the chorizo deliciousness. Roast that for 15 more minutes so that the broccoli gets tender. And then while that's all happening, you crush up some tortilla chips. Mix it up with green onions, lime zest, and cilantro. And then we pull the broccoli out, sprinkle it with this crushed chip mixture, and then pop it back in the oven to toast the chips. And then you pull that back out, squeeze lime all over the top of it. And then um, you add cilantro, chopped cilantro and cheese on the top. And then you can top it however you like it once you get your own portion. This is a lot of chopping. Hope mm-hmm. everyone followed the directions. But basically, you're roasting broccoli and chorizo together. And then you put crushed chips on top, toast it, and then put shredded cheese on top. So it's like a reverse nacho situation, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you were there for the making of this and helped mm-hmm. the making of this. Mm-hmm. We kind of had a post-swim supper. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on the, the whole situation. 
Yeah. If you were like, what the heck is going on with this dinner? I would describe <laughs> it if like, if you were thinking, I would like to eat a big sheet pan of nachos, but instead of nachos, I will just eat broccoli, but with nacho toppings on it. Um, that kind of is like most accurate. Don't you think? I mean, it's it like is. sub it the is. nacho chips for broccoli and then yes. kind of you kind of get a good picture of this, which yes. is like fine, um, but it's a little bit weird. But the kids ate it. They sure did. I, I was little- expecting like revolt. Like they would be like, yeah. no. And they were like, oh, it's roast broccoli with a bunch of stuff going on. Cool. Right. I like all these which, things. And I was like, oh, and they okay. Do. They yeah. like broccoli. So if your kids like roast broccoli and you mm-hmm. think like roast broccoli with nacho toppings sounds like something my kid might kids might eat, like check this out. The chorizo I thought was very good mm, uh, mm-hmm. in there because that's kind of a treat and I don't eat it very often. Um, but I was just – honestly, Kate, I was very hungry that night and I was like – Man, I mean, I'm not sure if I should be eating this much broccoli uh, <laughs> if it's going to get my stomach later. Because like, <laughs> I felt like just the volume, because really, what you're eating is just like a lot of broccoli with some yeah. olives on it and stuff. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. It was a little strange. Uh, it it was. Good. It was. I don't know. It was. Yeah. It was. A, it, <laughs> it was weird. Even the description has gone off the rails. No one is going to want to make this. I kept this. I mean, sometimes when we have recipes that we are like, what the heck is going on? I will not include them. This is not one of those kinds of recipes because it was good. I thought it was a fun dish with a lot of flavors. I think the problem is the tortilla chips make you think it's going to be nachos and you've just got to get that out of your head. This is roast broccoli with some sausage and then a crunchy topping. Yes. And I thought it was like, what is a gremolata? Yeah. Yeah. So gremolata is, it's, I think it's like an Italian, yes, it's an Italian sauce made out of parsley, I think lemons, uh, lemon zest and olive oil, and you have it with meat usually. Mm -hmm. So it kind of is this, it's like a riff on a gremolata. I would describe this more as like, it reminds me of like the potato chip toppings that you put on casserole when we were growing up. Okay. That's what I was kind of like, why are we calling these crushed tortilla chips a gremolata? Like I just... I think it should just be called like with with a crunchy (laughs) topping. So there's, you know, like if I was going to rename this, I would call Uh this like roasted broccoli and chorizo with crunchy topping. And then I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, that sounds good. Because you just roast the garlic and and sausage. And then you put a crunchy topping on top, toast that crunchy topping, and then you've got a bunch of that. So I think, too, you could like – pile we were saying too you could pile this in a tortilla for sure you could right i mean so the next day yeah we were like well you could do a lot with that leftovers because Mm -hmm. it just it was pretty good it it's just you know hard to wrap your mind around it yeah it was it's just a little bit different but there Mm -hmm. you go that's why we do this kate that's why we do it sure is you know, every yeah. so often, I've got to have something that really throws us for a loop. And I feel like I did it in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a lot going on. I feel like it did not make my cutoff for easy easiness for a sheet pan dinner. So I'm going to call it a three out of five. But if you, I mean, I don't want to discourage people from making it. If you make this, please tell us. Yeah. Because I'd love to know how you like this or not. A lot going on. Yeah. It, it's if you were <laughs> a maximalist sheet panner. Yeah. Then. 
this might be maybe there's plenty of people out there you just don't know (laughs) yeah all right what was your favorite on the week uh nostalgia went out and i just love that sour cream noodle bake it's just really good yeah, me too. That was my – it was kind of a, a crowd favorite. And sometimes mm, things mm-hmm. that are easy, that are just easy to feed my family and everyone likes, it's just nice. It's maybe not yeah. a huge flavor discovery, but it's just <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely on both ends of that spectrum this week. Yeah. Well, if any of these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com. There you get lists for all the recipes, any tips or techniques we talked about. Um, and also just like a very kind of like nuanced discussion of gromolata. <laughs> if you'd like to chat yeah. more with us, especially if you make the sheet pan dinner, you can always join our Facebook group where at Dinner Sisters Podcast, we would love to hear from you. Okay, Kate, in the smorgasbord today, we've got some exciting things to talk about. Yes. September for us is going to be kind of a grow the podcast month. We are going to do a bunch of giveaways. And like we said in the last episode, if you participate, if you want to participate, we will enter you in a giveaway. So every week, have something a little different. This week, Betsy, what are we doing? So this week, we are doing a cookbook giveaway. And it is a book that I'm really excited about. And it's Mm -hmm. called the... It's called Bare Minimum Dinners, Recipes and Strategies for Doing Less in the Kitchen by Mm -hmm. Jenna Helwig. And she is the food editor over at Real Simple. And she came out with this cookbook and I follow her on Instagram. And I was like, whoa, this lady is speaking my language. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so the description here is easy recipes and shortcuts to spend less time in the kitchen with fewer ingredients, less cleanup. Instant pot and slow cooker options, meals made in 30 minutes or less, and other smart strategies. So I'm just really excited about this. And Mm -hmm. we're going to do a giveaway. So this week, which for, um, you know, everyone who's listening in real time here Mm -hmm. is Sunday, September 5th through Saturday, September 11th. The challenge is to invite a friend to the Facebook group. And we are going to put a little extra question in the Facebook group this week so that when you invite a friend, it'll both, um, it'll show who invited them. So we can mm-hmm. know that and we'll put both your name and your friend's name into the cookbook giveaway and you will both be entered. And of course, multiple entries are totally fine. Yeah. So you can invite as many people as you want into the Facebook group <laughs> to try to win the bare minimum cookbook, which I am very excited about because yes. I um, think a lot of us could really use this one. So oh, for that, sure. those are the details. So we'll announce it on Saturday, September 11th. Yes. And um, if you yourself are new to the Facebook group and you just haven't done it because you're like, oh, I've been meaning to do that. Just you yourself joining would be an entry. So you don't have to bring if you're not if oh, you're not cool. in the group yes. already, right? Yes. You you don't have you can. And also like this is so that we get more people that love to talk about dinner and oh, want right. answers to questions. Um you know, don't feel like you need to enter in your whole context page. This is not something that we're doing just to like bulk up our Facebook group. And so we just want to like make new friends. So mm-hmm. that's what we'd love to get. And um, we're really excited to meet some new people. So uh, Kate, anything else here? Yeah, I just wanted to mention that we are like we said before, we're changing up the pot Patreon page. So we are no longer doing monthly cook alongs. However, we're doing some other fun things like 
completely stealing Oprah's idea and doing little after the show snippets. So Betsy and I, believe it or not, are not done talking after we do this podcast. We usually talk for like sometimes so long that our computers die. Um, then we have yeah. to call each other and finish the conversation. So we are going to keep that conversation going and offer a little off after the show snippets for all people on Patreon who join for $5 a month or more. So you'll get every week a little extra five to 10 minutes of us chatting about um, kind of the probably the the real <laughs> a bit of the real scoop. <laughs> what yeah. some things happens. I'm sure it might have to do with a sheet pan this week. Who knows? And also, if you're at $10 or more a month, we are giving folks access to our ebooks that Betsy has written, which are awesome. But we're kind of sweetening the deal. If you join this month, um, everybody at no matter what level they join will get our ebook about easy weeknight meals. So if you're looking for recipes to help start with the start of school or or what have you, maybe you'll be into that and want to help support the podcast and keep us going. Uh, check it out. We're at dinners, uh, patreon.com slash dinner sisters. Yeah, Kate, that those little ebooks are great because what we did essentially was kind of break down and categorize the recipes that we've made on the podcast into some of our favorites and into categories. So mm-hmm. it's like a little short description, a direct link to the website, a picture, and why we think you should make it. And they're only our favorites. So we put yeah. those together in some very edited and curated uh, PDFs in each one of the ebook kind of clickable PDFs has 30-ish curated and edited recipes, recipes from yeah. yeah recipes from the past couple of years that we really, really liked and want to uh, you know make sure that people are making. So that'll be mm-hmm. fun. Okay. Wrapping up here, Kate, there is an event on Tuesday. Right. We have a couple interviews that we're releasing soon. One is with Dorothy Callens who wrote a book called The Kitchen Whisper Kitchen Whispers. She is a co-founder of Savoir Magazine. And we have an interview with her, which is going to be amazing. We're releasing that next week. But she's got a book launch event on Tuesday, September 7th. So if you're hearing this before 7pm on Tuesday, September 7th, you can join that there is a ticket price uh, for some folks to join, Um, you have to buy the book. And then you'll get be able to through the the website of these two bookstores, one's Kitchen Arts and Letters, and the other is a bookstore in San Francisco. And uh, you can do that and buy the book and then you'll get to go to this event. There's some chefs that are going to be joining. I'm going to see if I can make it. It seems really fun. Um, I think the tickets are around $25. So it's not a crazy amount and it should be a really fun event. She's got some really great stories. So if you have the time on Tuesday, September 7th, you might want to check that out. All right. Coming up next week, we're talking about a refrigerator staple, a carton of yogurt. (laughs) I feel like I always have one in the fridge. And so why not have some recipes that are a little different than just honey and, and granola? You know, yeah. So we have, or your, or your, your dip, Betsy. We'll have to talk about that next mm-hmm, week too. Mm-hmm. So we have a South Indian recipe that I'm really excited to try, and a delicious sounding chicken marinade. Yeah. So that's what's for dinner this week. See you next time on the Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com for show notes and other fun stuff. If you have some dinner ideas, you can always send us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram or Facebook. And as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. That's how people get to know us. Thanks and happy eating. Happy eating.